Welcome to That Fangirl Life, the online platform that champions female fans. I'm your host and founder, Laurel, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Bailey, Sarah and Emma, the creators of Lightser app, a fan project that was created for Harry Styles' Love on Tour. Listeners, we discuss how the idea of Lightsert came about, the obstacles they've gone through to create an app completely from scratch, as well as why Bailey isn't a huge fan of Harry's first solo single. Hi everybody, it is Laurel. I am back um, with another episode of That Fangirl Life. And this week I am joined by Bailey, Emma and Sarah, who have created the app called Lightsert. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that is in a minute. But first of all, I don't know if you guys want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you away from that, what you do outside of the app. My name is Emma. I go to Bryn Mawr College in Philadelphia. Um, I'm originally from New York and I'm planning on majoring in psychology or health studies, which is a little bit different than what this app is about. But... (laughs) And um, I'm Sarah. Um, I live in California, LA area. Um, I'm currently going to CSULB and I'm studying psychology. I'm Bailey. I also go to Bryn Mawr College. I'm studying computer science. And outside of this app, I'm actually currently interning at NASA. So that takes up like a good amount of my time. I start every episode with the same question for everybody. What does the word fangirl mean to you? I think personally being a fangirl just means being part of a larger community. I think, at least for me, I've been in a lot of fandoms. I never really considered myself a fangirl because of the association, like the negative association with it. Um, But that's changed a lot recently because of my involvement with this project, which is, you know, good change. (laughs) I think fangirl to me, I know a lot of people when they hear fangirl, they probably think, oh, like, crazy teenage girls or something mm-hmm. um to me i think it's more like a big like support group for like an artist for example but also i think the fans like support each other so it's kind of like a big like just a big group of friends yeah i think it's like pretty much the same i don't think it's anything different than being a part of like an identity group on campus um you know things like that or at work first of all as well what we kind of really need to know is who or what was it that made you realize that kind of like you are a fangirl as such? Um, I actually, I, I was just thinking about this earlier, but my first or the first fandom that I was in was Dan and Phil. Do you know about them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was, yeah, yeah, you know, that was about 2014, 2015, I think. And also Troy Savon. So yeah. I, uh, he was touring in, um, he was touring in the U.S. and I actually had my cousin fly out from Kentucky to come see the Troy Sivan concert. And it was one of the like the best experiences of my life because, you know, I'd been struggling in school a bit and had that very like that many friends. But when I got there, it was just like everyone knew each other. Everyone was like ready to talk and just dance and have a great time. And that was really the first time I had felt that way in a group setting. So, yeah, I have a soft spot for for both him and Dan and Phil, which is a whole other conversation. (laughs) I think for me, the first group that I thought of myself, I guess being like a fangirl, would probably be like Big Time Rush. Oh my God, me too. I'm not even going to lie. I love Big Time Rush. (laughs) Yeah, they were a pretty big one. Um, No, but I think I realized I would be like considered a fangirl for them because I, I don't want this to sound weird, but like 
my life kind of revolved around them for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just be thinking about them, like, singing their songs constantly and stuff. So I guess that's when I realized I was like, I think I'm considered a fangirl for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like, One Direction is, like, the pretty obvious one. And I think that's only, like, the really, really big one. Um, When they were, like, super, super popular, I wasn't really like in the fandom like I remember I was talking to Sarah about this actually when um I was visiting home like the summer but my mom like asked me if I wanted to go to a One Direction concert and I was like oh no I'm good and I was thinking about it the other day and I was like why did I say no like what um (laughs) but like I guess in high school I like listened to their music when they were actually a thing uh we're all born in 2002 so you know but I in high school I like really got into them and was like learning about like you know all the references in the fandom and like all of I guess like the big jokes and things like that so yeah One Direction for me. Did you find that when you were at school we kind of touched on it a little bit there but you were like judged as such because of being a fangirl um because obviously like we have mentioned there is such a well there was such a big connotation and there is such misogyny around being a fangirl. Yeah um at least for me, uh, part of being in the fandom was being online, um, you know, like Tumblr, Twitter, all that stuff. And that was really before it became like cool <laughs> to to spend a lot of time online. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a lot of uh, not shame, but just like, oh, we don't really talk about this to people who aren't involved uh, for both men and women um, when I was in school. And I think something specifically I remember about One Direction is that um, I think it, I must have been in fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade when they were really popular. I just remember people like the girls who did like them, they would just get like made fun of constantly by the boys. And I think that it's that way with a lot of interests that have large female fan bases. But I just remember seeing that I was like, oh, well, you're not supposed to talk about that. Otherwise, you're going to be like just a stupid girl. If you want to be something different, you have to have other interests or not. Which sure that is that sexist, is. though. Yeah. Sorry, Very sexist. yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally agree with Emma because I definitely think when we were younger, like around middle school, uh, being a fangirl, it was just like not embarrassing, but people would make you feel embarrassed to like be part of one. But I definitely think like more recently, people are more like accepting of it because I don't know. I feel like people are more supportive now. It could also be just because I don't really care what people think anymore. So. <laughs> so before we get into what the app is and all of and how it all came about, I think the obvious question first of all needs to be, how did you all meet? Should I answer that one? <laughs> yeah, you can answer that. Okay. You're, you're a meeting point. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I've known Sarah since I was six. We were in the same kindergarten class, literally, and we went to elementary school together. We didn't go to middle school together, but we went to high school together. She says that we were like pretty good friends when we were like six, seven years old, but I don't really remember. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) But in high school, we were like really, really close and we still are close, obviously. And then I met Emma on campus last year, um, which I guess like a lot of people. Yeah, at work here. Um, And I guess like a lot of people can't really say, oh, I like met people last year at college because like everyone was remote. So. I think that's kind of cool. What is light set? First of all, I feel like we need to (laughs) explain what it is, first of all. So, okay, this is what I tell everyone when they ask, like, on TikTok and stuff, like, oh, what is that? So, basically, 
the app is to help like coordinate fan projects. And so the fan project that we're doing is like, um, I know you probably know about like the rainbow fan project they did for the last tour. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like inspired by that. So um, the app will like allow the arena to light up with different colors. So we have um, rainbow lights for sign of the times and then pink and blue lights for fine line. So if everyone uses the app, then um, the idea is like Harry will see like pink and blue lights or like rainbow lights. And um, we just want to make it like more of a memorable experience for the fans and Harry at the concert. So yeah, that's like the main idea behind that. Yeah, it's like about, I think like what we started to realize more and more is that it's more about like, well, I guess what it's always been about is like giving back to an artist. Um, this was like a pandemic baby project. So it's like, yeah. we've like had it for, it feels like a really, really long time because it's past like however long has felt so long. But yeah, it's, it was really just like, this is what we want to do because we really like Harry um, and we want like to like give back to him because I know like, especially for me through the pandemic, like his music, um, especially like the release of Fine Line was like right before the pandemic. So that was like the only thing I was listening to during the pandemic. Like Sarah and I would go on drives and we would just like listen to that for literally yeah. like, hours on repeat. And it kind of like helped me at least get through the pandemic and to like stay positive by like talking to people in the community and like listening to the music over and over again. So yeah, it's really like about giving back to like Harry because he helped us um, through the pandemic and I'm like, he saved COVID. I'm like, he felt COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, right? <laughs> you wanna explain, not explain, but tell people listening what each of you do in regards to the app. Sure, um, I can go first. Uh, I run the Instagram and I do some of the designs for the uh, posts we make. Um, also in terms of like doing the logos and stuff like that. I also did the designs for the stadiums, for the stadium plans and um, I handle some communications. Um, I mainly do help with the social media. So I'm in charge of the TikTok account and then I help Emma with the Twitter account also. And then um, I usually just help around like whenever anyone needs help with some of their projects and stuff. And I am like on the development side. So I do like the iOS development. And then also like more recently, I'm in charge of doing the website and um, keeping up with updates on that. Um, yeah. Who came up with this? Was it kind of like <laughs> a, someone was like, hey, this is like a fun idea. Okay. Yeah. So I can let Bailey elaborate on this more after, but um, basically me and Bailey, before like he announced this war, we were like, oh, it would be cool. Like to do a fan project. I wonder how like people can do it. And Bailey came up with the idea of making an app for it. And I at first thought it was like a little crazy. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't think she was actually gonna do it. But <laughs> yeah, she ended up like just starting it and she told me and I was like, oh wow, that's actually like really cool. And then it kind of just progressed from there pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. It was either like right before or right after like we couldn't like physically go into school and we like didn't have anything to do because it was like suddenly we had all this free time and it was like what yeah. are we like supposed to do and then at that point I like kind of knew that I wanted to major in computer science and I thought that you know like iOS development would be really interesting so I started like learning more about iOS development and this is like actually the first iOS project that I have done like without following a tutorial or anything that I just like did um, so it was really just like a way originally like a way for me to, like practice iOS development I didn't know if it would like actually work or like I didn't really have like a ton of expectations in terms of like the actual product but yeah 
oh my god like to be able to like be like yeah I'm gonna do it with like just like without any tutorials and stuff like that and just see how to roll with it that is like in like insane like I think that's like the best way to learn though like for computer science for me at least because it's like when you're trying to do this thing that you don't know how to do and you're like trying to figure it out and you have like a goal you just have to like try stuff and if you don't understand then you have to look it up and you have to understand so you can implement it so I thought that like it would be the best way to like streamline that (laughs) okay we're gonna kind of like break up the chat a little bit here and we're gonna do a little quick fire round you can elaborate if you want I always say quick fire and then it ends ends up being longer best Harry Styles album the second one fine line I'm like the second one that's a hard one I love the first album I also love the second album but I feel like it's so hard to choose because they're like so different I feel like HS1 is like more, I don't want to say more personal, but it sounds more like sad, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fine Line, it's also like kind of sad, but it sounds more like upbeat and like happy. I think that um, HS1 is more like homogenous in terms of like vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I like Fine Line better. No, I love them both. Because there's, I have like favorite songs from the first album, and then I have favorites from the second album. So I'm like, unpopular I opinion. I do not like Sign of the Times. What? I, I know that's. I would say my favorite. Song. Oh, hold on, hold on. You might want to keep that. I <laughs> why you don't write that for another question in a minute. Um. Oh God, it's a terrible question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's songs I like off both. Uh, I don't think I can really choose especially after working on this project you know I always say best Harry song but you can go if it's just your favorite <laughs> today because that changes not the sign of the times I'm sorry. oh my god no. <laughs> um my favorite song so hard I have so many favorites can I do like one from the first album one from the second album yeah okay from the first album I think I'll have to go with Carolina just because that's like it's like an anthem Honestly, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then from second album, people are probably gonna be like, "Oh, you're a local," but Golden. I'm I'm obsessed with Golden. Yeah, my favorite is Sign of the Times. Sorry, Bailey. It's okay. Uh, I really I don't know why you don't like it, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's such a I don't know. Just like Sarah was saying, it's kind Emma's of. I was like a music nerd. Like she went to. Didn't yeah. you go to like a prep school for like music? Like I both did. her parents went to Juilliard. Like. Yeah, I I played violin for like fourteen years, so I'm a total music nerd. But I, I don't know what it is. That song just like is so like, just like epic and powerful. And I think during the time that I really started like listening to it, just the situation that I was in at the time that really um, I can only ever think of that situation in that song. So it's a really powerful song for me. In your personal opinion, his worst song? Sign of the Times, be, sorry. I'm not just saying <laughs> this, but I honestly don't have a worst song. Not even like, I... not even like From the Dining Table or... Maybe <laughs> no, I love Oh my God, I don't really like that song either. Sorry, I was like laughing, so I turned my camera off. I genuinely love all the songs. I would say there that... There must be one that sometimes you're like, this is a skip today, like a solid like. I was just about to slander Sarah's choice. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that Golden, because I've heard it so many times. Sometimes I hear it, I'm like... I think that that's what it is for oh. Sign of the Times with me. Really? You've heard it? Yeah, because they used to play it, like, 
I remember when his first album came out or like when he, I don't know, it must have been a new story. I don't remember like the exact year, but like every single time I got in the car, I would hear that song. So wow. maybe that's it for me. Yeah, no, I, when you're saying, cause you've heard Golden so much, here it's Watermelon Sugar, like every, oh my every, God, yeah. every yes. morning. Yeah. I don't like that mm. song actually. Sorry. It just sounds like I'm like hating on his music. I didn't even <laughs> do like music. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually, I, I do like watermelon sugar, but okay. Wait, I have a theory, or not like a theory, but an observation. Okay. Um. So <laughs> my friend had got me a copy of Love Is a Dog from Hell. I didn't know that he liked Charles Bukowski. Um. When Emma and I were talking, you know, like the intro for his concert, Emma, that's Bukowski, right? Or like you recognize it, right? It's Bukowski. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we started like hating on Bukowski. Um. Bukowski <laughs> slander, slander. I love. Um. But I read Love Is a Dog from Hell. Um. And there's this like one poem called like quiet clean girls in gingham dresses i think i only like i only remember the name because of this thing but um so i read that poem and then i like listened to she and then i like listened to she in more detail and then i like looked at the lyrics and it's like the same thing like if you read the poem and then you like read the lyrics for she they're very 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 similar so yeah, there's a lot of bukowski like yeah. uh references in his work i think but yeah. i haven't read i'm not a Bukowski fangirl. No, don't. So, oh my god. So really I've awful. heard that like woman as well has got some references like as well and to his works as well. I wonder why Bukowski though. Yeah. Um it's like mean, a sexist depressed alcoholic. Because I'm yeah. sure he has a reason for why why Bukowski, but we're not gonna know it until um, he says something about it. Okay, so see, when I always say this is a quickfire round and then it ends up going off on all different tangents. <laughs> that always happens, yeah. <laughs> Best music video? Another very difficult one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to go with Golden because I just love, like, the scenery and everything and his outfit. I, I like the Golden music video, but I think the cuts are sometimes, like, too short and I can't really, like, fully recognize, like, what's in the shot without pausing it. Um, mm. But I really like the Watermelon Sugar one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like that one. I feel I like, like the that, 70s vibe. That came at a really like good time as well. Yeah. Really, like, that was height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone indoors, and it was all about obviously without going into detail, but people will know what the song's about. But in regards, to, like, I like actually didn't movie. like. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> we were applying to college like after the song came out, um, and I like for Smith College. It's like a women's college um, on the East Coast. And we had to like write a supplemental essay about like what song represents you. I literally wrote about Watermelon Sugar because I didn't know what the song was about. And I think they thought I was like coming out or something. Final one is to do with the app. If money was no object in the whole wide world, what would you like to do for the app right now? Hire more developers <laughs> for me personally. Um, I think we would run some more ads because uh, even though we do, we do have a lot of traction, we are um, gaining followers you know, it, it would be just so much easier the day before a concert to put out more ads so people could actually see what was happening. Because we can only reach so many people no matter how how good our strategy is for um, social media. It just, there's only so much we can do without, without the money, you know? Can I elaborate a little bit? Yeah. I think, okay, like two more developers, one more person for each social media platform, um like maybe one like social media like strategist or like someone who like can really really focus in on like the marketing strategy and then like a PR person a legal person and like someone who does the finances that would be like perfect (laughs) so one of the 
most common questions that we got asked today on Instagram when we put it out was what has been the most challenging thing about creating the app? I think for me in the beginning, it was hard to get people to know about it because, well, we were only on Instagram in the beginning. So it was really hard to like gain followers on Instagram, but that was until we went on TikTok and one of the videos went viral that like people started knowing about it. So I think for me, that was the most difficult part. I think for me, the most difficult part was that during development, because this was like a single person thing. If I was running into a bug or I didn't understand something, I couldn't like talk to someone about it. I had to just like try to figure it out by myself because at this point I wasn't in university. So it's not like I had friends or I didn't really have like a ton of college friends who were studying computer science. And like out of them, I didn't really know anyone who had done like an iOS development internship or was like an iOS development engineer. And like that was really, really difficult because sometimes I would just like hit roadblocks and like spend weeks trying to figure it out because I didn't like, this was the first time that I was doing, I didn't really know what I was doing. I think for me, the biggest issue I was having was, um, or that I'm still having now is that I, um, I have uh, ADHD, but I'm unmedicated. Um, so an issue for me was really just like being able to manage all the work I had to do. And like we were talking about earlier, I also have a, I have two jobs. I work on campus and I work, um, I work at a bakery and which usually ends up to being a 30 hour work week along with school and along with the project. So over the past few weeks, I've really been struggling trying to manage all of that um, and get work out on time and communicate, um, communicate with Sarah and Bailey. Uh, so yeah, that's been my biggest roadblock so far. On the flip side though, what has been the most exciting thing about creating it? And then now obviously that tour has started. Um, for me, the most exciting thing I think is um, meeting so many people like in the fandom because I feel like we made so many friends like through Instagram and TikTok. So that's been really fun for me. I think just learning more about how the music industry works, which is something I never would have thought I would have done my entire life. Um, every time we meet someone new, every time we learn about something new, uh, it's extremely exciting. Yeah, I think like pretty much the same for me. Um, I didn't realize like how much we would learn um, for me specifically, like about like iOS development, but then also I think something that like software engineers don't really have to think about that much is like um, how to communicate with people and how to like translate technical into non-technical language and like convey it um, in a way that people can like understand and understand like pretty easily. Um, so I've been working a lot on that. And um, even when like talking to people and like trying to explain what it is and like how development happened, like explaining it in a way that makes sense to someone that's not like a software engineer um, has been like really, really helpful and really, really, I guess, like difficult too. But I still like it because it's made me realize that um, I'm interested in like pro project management and things like that. Have you seen any of it actually work so far? I know that's like a really like um, tangible question have you seen it work like is it working basically have you had feedback that it is um yeah we've actually had it work a good amount of times um and we just made a post about this but the issue that we're running into isn't it not working it's that once we're actually there it's very hard to get footage um because of course people are so invested in their concerts they're not going to take pictures of it happening the most memorable time that it worked for us was I think the Denver show and Bailey and I were in the same room, the room she's in right now. 
and we were watching a live stream and of course live streams don't have the best quality and so you know it had been working for some of the songs and we hadn't been working for one of the other ones but then near the end the camera pans the the times. Entire, sound of times and the entire like left half of the stadium is lit up and I literally screamed it was like yeah and it was like yeah. one o'clock here it was one <laughs> in the morning and I was like ah. that was super exciting just to see all of our work pay off with that how did you pick what songs today well when we um started working on it we like didn't know what the set list was going to be um so we just tried to pick songs that we knew for sure would like be on the album like Sarah went to the one night only thing and she was like oh he said that golden would be like a really fun opener um so he's like for sure gonna do that and she was like he has to sing fine line and he also said that treat people with kindness would be a good song to have on tour so that's why we picked those three we removed golden and we changed um treat people with kindness to sign of the times um like one of the issues that we had was like because we didn't know the stylist and because we didn't know like how the actual tour was going to be in terms of like lighting and like all of those things it was hard to know which songs are going to be like the most effective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so the reason why we removed golden was because we were getting a lot of feedback that okay this is like his first song we're not going to remember to like do a fan project when we're like focusing on seeing him for the first time and it's like the opener and it's like everyone is really really excited it's super high energy Mm -hmm. like we're just not going to remember it so we removed golden and then we changed treat people with kindness to sign of the times because Which there was, was just like way too much lighting going on. Which yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just like way too much lighting going on for Yeah, I was about to say I find as well with his his shows, like because of everything that we like see when it comes online, he has the lights pretty like well not not high all the time, but the lights they're like all there's like always something happening yeah and yeah. I'm really, yeah. he can he can really see what's happening he's just got the lights on all the time as well like yeah that's what we've been like seeing from videos and like what we've been hearing from people who have like been there or have been like watching a lot of live streams they're like why does he always have lights on yeah and that <laughs> was never yeah, I also never noticed how much he can see people, like, because mm-hmm. the lights are right on them. Yeah. yeah, and you see videos of him, like, reacting to someone's poster that says, like, step on me or, like, run me over <laughs> with your tour bus. I'm like, how are you that bold to, like, bring this on there? <laughs> He'll see you. He yeah. must have 20-20, like, vision, because I'd be like, what? Sorry? Yeah, say it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Is this something that you would like to do for other artists or is it something you're planning to do for other artists it's something that we would like to do um we're just kind of getting a feel for things now and like seeing what happens obviously like learning as much as we can and doing our best but that would be really cool and ideal yeah and is there anyone in particular that you'd be like yes this is who we want to try and do for next i'm a very big doja cat fan uh and i think especially with the the plan and at her like visuals from her new album, I think that would work very well with Lightser. And we were also talking about Billie Eilish would be cool. Fortunately, we do not know them, and it'd be hard to <laughs> hard to start another fan project. But hopefully, one day, yeah. I think that Olivia Rodrigo would be really cool because she's like very Gen Z, and like it would be her first tour. I think that would be super super cool. And um, like most of her, like I for me personally, I learned a lot of about her music from TikTok. And I think that people who are using TikTok, which is like mainly Gen Z um, people, 
know very well how to use technology and like would be like well aligned with Lightser. Kind of just covered it then, but really what is next for Lightser and the app? So right now what we're focusing on is really like finishing out the end of this tour, um, gaining as much traction as we can and kind of like um, Emma and I met with a professor at our university that focuses in organizational psychology. Um, and so we kind of like went over the app, like went over um, some user feedback that we were getting and really learning um, like how to improve our marketing and how to improve um, like our PR and things like that with her. Um, so just working on like optimizing the project for this tour, I think, and um, learning more about the music industry and like how it works, like Emma was saying, and how to navigate that and how to navigate like the relationships that we've made and like building more in the future. I don't think we want to get into like specifically what plans we have for the future yet, but we do have like pretty concrete plans, I think. Our focus right now is really just like press and getting as much traction for the project as we can. And it's like crazy to see like the planning between Vegas and Denver and like the communication that we have now with like specifically like Atlanta admins are awesome. The Portland admins are awesome. Tennessee, Sunrise, like they've been reaching out to like radio stations and we actually have, um, I think it's 101.5 in Tampa. It's like going to mention us, which is nice. And we also have um, the Glendale admin, Nevea is like so awesome um, too. She's like reached out to radio stations and she's like, she's managing um, Glendale, New York and LA which I think is like insane. Yeah, she's um, great. <laughs> yeah, she's she's awesome. So I think just working on optimizing this tour and then we have ideas, but I don't think we can say anything no. about that. No, that is fine. It's like a little teaser. Like this. A little tease, yeah. <laughs> um, I think in general, though, just being able to see this tour work and see the final projects for, these, for um, the concerts, like that's all I can think about right now. Yeah, I think for all of us, I think we're just like, like we put so much work into this and we want to see everyone just like get together and be able to do this one thing together. I mm -hmm. think when that happens, like everything else that comes after, we'll figure yeah. it out then. Yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah. we're, yeah. yeah. I think we mainly just want to like surprise Harry and then also yeah. like get better for the fans too. What's one thing that you wish you knew before you started the project? Probably how much work that would go into it. I think Although the same. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything though. Exactly. Yeah. I I think I would have scheduled things a little bit differently, and I, I would have made different plans with my schoolwork and my you know my job and all that. I've just been so happy and so excited doing this project that I wouldn't change anything either. I think the same thing that Sarah said about like the time commitment. So the final two questions that I basically finish off with everybody is um, what has being a fangirl taught you? I think for me, it's just taught me that the people that I am in these communities with and in these fandoms with just have so, are capable of doing so much. Like you'd be surprised at what people are, can do or the skills that they have or like how well you guys can work together. And again, because typically being a fan being a fan girl is written off as like a silly like teenage girl thing it's not really like the, the actual power of what fans can do is never utilized you know and you know whenever I needed help whenever I would, didn't know anything I would just reach out to the community and they'd help me yeah I totally agree with Emma I think 
like especially Harry's fandom, I would say is very powerful. So I didn't really realize like how much they can accomplish when like everyone works together. So also I think um, they're very supportive. So it's kind of like a big community. Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, I did, um, obviously this is the fandom that I've been the most involved with um, ever. So I think I did still have a little bit of those misconceptions that Emma was talking about and like maybe why I didn't identify with um, like being a fangirl or being um, a part of the fandom in the first place is because um, especially what Emma had, and I have noticed when like talking to some people is that because you're young and because you're a woman, you often aren't taken seriously, which is sad, but it's true and it happens. And I think that, you know, using words like fandom and fangirl kind of like incite those same kind of reactions. Um, but I think since like working with a lot of people and like getting to know all of the location specific admins and just like talking to people who have attended the concerts and people who are interested in like Harry Styles and are very much part of the fandom and identify with that and are proud of it. Um, it's shattered like a lot of those conceptions for me, like a lot of those misconceptions for me. The final question is what has being a fangirl brought to your life? <laughs> yeah, just bouncing off what I said last time, just the sense of community is, is insane. I've gotten to know so many amazing people just by like existing in the space and interacting with people and everyone's just genuinely like so nice just genuine and honest and truthful and creative and I think it's might be because we have that shared interest that you know you just get along so well with everybody so even when this project is over I'm still going to consider myself a part of the Harry Phantom. Yeah I agree with Emma on how everyone's so nice um also I would say it's helped me try to look at life more positive like just in general because I feel like everyone's very positive especially in Harry's fandom. I think that um being like a fangirl has kind of given me well especially like related to this project has given me passion which I know I hate the word passion because everyone's like what are you passionate about I'm like I don't know I feel like it's overused but like Emma was saying it's valid this project like when it started it was like in the middle of the pandemic. So it gave me something to be excited about. And then like when I moved into university, like I didn't have any friends and this was like the thing that I could do and feel like excited and like happy for and like look forward to like working on. And um, Sarah brought this up in another interview that we did, but this project allowed us to like stay close because one of the things that we were worried about was that because we wouldn't be like physically together so much, you know, maybe like our friendship would grow a little bit distant, but that hasn't happened at all. And it's like, gotten way way stronger especially dealing with like some of the um issues that we've had with the project as like things get bigger and like we have to take on more responsibility so I guess just like with us three like learning how to lean on each other and learning how to like work through things together and like work together um to accomplish like one goal um, is something that I really really like and that I've only learned that I like because of being in this fandom the final thing really today is if someone in the US is going to Harry shows over the next month and a half. I have to think then how long it's going to be. Where can they find the you guys online and where can they get the app? I know that sounds like a stupid question. Where can they get the app? But what do they need to search on their app store to get it? Um, if you look up Lightsert on the app store, we're the first one there. If you go to our website at lightsert.net, um, you can find links to all of our social media and links to the app on Instagram, we're Lightsert app. Uh, TikTok is love on tour lights. And we also did a post about all of the like location specific accounts. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so if you want to get involved with your show, you can check it out there. By this time, you should be able to go on the website and see. Oh, yeah, it's Sarah's birthday. Yeah. Happy um. birthday! <laughs> <laughs> this is Poshy wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> this time there should be a tab on the website for volunteers where you can like click and see like what you need to do if you want to get involved. Mm -hmm. So um, you should also check that out on the website. So I guess bottom line, go to the website, lightsaber.net. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> it will be tagged in the episode description for anybody to if they are like how do I spell that it'll be tagged in the episode description it's a sexy website <laughs> thank you for joining me um today slash this evening here in the UK um it's been great chatting to you and finding out about it and how it came about and how it all works thank you for having us yeah we yes. really really appreciate no it Thanks so much once again to Bailey, Sarah and Emma for joining me for this week's episode. As mentioned, all their links will be tagged in the episode description. And if you're wanting to check out some more That Fangirl Life content, head over to our website, thatfangirllife.com. Next week, we're delving into the world of update accounts and specifically Ariana Grande's. Bye!